0: everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Monday, April 12th. It's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope you guys are doing well on this April day. We are moving our way through springtime. And I told you guys last week, I love it. I love this time of year. I am so excited about what God is doing in your hearts as I'm hearing you get off the bench and onto the battlefield. It's never been more important than it is right now. A couple of things before I get into the meat, I'm gonna read some of the testimonies that I'm getting in from you guys about getting off the bench. I absolutely love it. I'm gonna be in Mache Yoo-hoo, you guys, I'm gonna be speaking for Mache my first time doing it, and they have actually relocated to Sioux Falls. And so I want you guys to come and hear me. It's gonna be fantastic. So if you wanna to come to Mache, I will link back to it in the, in the show notes today, M-A-C-H-E. That is the acronym in Sioux Falls, South Dakota that's happening this weekend. All right, you guys, I said a couple of weeks ago, I wanna hear how you're getting off the bench. And I am absolutely blown away by the number of you that have gone to the website and told us how you were doing it. So if you wanna tell me how you're getting off the bench, this is how you do it. com forward slash mailbox Monday. And you'll see a form. And I want you to write in the subject line off the bench. I just want to hear what you guys are doing. How is the Lord moving in your life? Because I think that your experiences embolden other people to get off the bench also. So Becky from Reinholds, Pennsylvania, she wrote in and said, this past summer, 2020, we pulled our kids from the public school system, and we homeschooled our fifth grade son, Fourth grade daughter and kindergarten daughter. It has not been easy. It is not my cup of tea, and I do not feel qualified. But my husband and I refuse to mask our children for seven hours a day and make them social distance from their peers. We are so blessed to be able to afford a private Christian school and plan to send them to a Christian school in the fall. Our eyes are wide open to what is happening in our public school system, and we refuse to allow our children to be indoctrinated right under our nose. The pandemic has been a blessing in disguise to get our kids out. However, we still have a heart for the public schools. We have many friends and family in it. I am writing our board members and superintendents. I love that you're doing that, Becky. Listen, the Bible teaches us that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. And you're right to say that our kids are being indoctrinated right under our noses. That's absolutely been going on for generations. And we're gonna have to work really hard to gain back the territory. I told you guys last week, let's stop saying, hold the line and let's start saying, no, we're not gonna just hold the line. We're gonna move the line. We're gonna, we're gonna go on offense. Wendy from Summertown, Tennessee wrote in to say, I went to pray over Congress on january 6th in dc first time ever and life has not been the same i started speaking on my blog and even started a podcast i left social media and i'm walking the line of being a person of principle not preference it's not easy in fact it's costly but it's important, Wendy. You're absolutely right. And the more you guys, the more we do this, you're, you know, you're, you're flexing your freedom muscles. You're saying, no, I'm not going to be a slave to this anymore. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to walk this thing out the way that God has asked me to walk it out. Last Friday, we talked a little bit about God's boundaries in the area of sexual temptation. I've heard from a lot of you over the weekend about that. I'm glad that it is resonating with you so much. I want to read to you a warning from Proverbs chapter seven, verses one to five. Again, sort of in that same vein. And then I'm gonna read you a little devotion from uh, the one year Bible. So my son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And to insight, you are my relative. They will keep you from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words. And this came from the One Year Bible. This is day 72. I remember years ago, a football match that had been arranged involving 22 young boys, including one of my son, aged eight at the time. A friend of mine, Andy, was going to referee. Unfortunately, by 2.30 p.m., he had not turned up and the boys could not wait any longer. So I was press ganged into being a substitute referee. I had no whistle. There were no markings for the boundaries of the pitch and I did not know the rules as well as some of the boys. The game soon descended into complete chaos. Some shouted that the ball was in. Others said the ball was out. I wasn't at all sure and so I let things run. Then the foul started. Some cried foul and others said no foul. I didn't know what was right, so I let them play on. Then people began to get hurt. By the time Andy arrived, there were three boys lying, quote, injured on the ground and all the rest were shouting mainly at me. But the moment Andy arrived and blew his whistle, arranged the teams and told them where the boundaries were, he had them under complete control. The boys enjoyed a great game of football. Were the boys freer without the rules or were they in fact less free? Without any effective authority, they could do exactly what they wanted. But people were confused and hurt. They much preferred it when the game was played according to the rules. Then they were free to enjoy the game. The rules of football are not designed to take away the fun of the game. They're designed to enable the game to be enjoyed to the full. God's rules are his boundaries for life, given out of his love for us. His boundaries are not designed to restrict our freedom, but rather to give us our freedom. Like the rules of football, they do not stop the enjoyment of the game. Rather, they enable the game of life to be enjoyed to the full. Remember I said last week that God's blessings are not found outside his boundaries? And God does not invite us to follow his laws. He commands it. They're not just the commandments of a dictator. They're the commands of a loving father designed to ensure justice, peace, and fullness of life. And the writer of Proverbs is like a parent who's encouraging his children and passing on God's commands to them. He urges them, hey, you guys, store up my commands within you. Keep them and you will live. Keep my law as the apple, in other words, the pupil, the center of your eye. Write them on the table of your heart. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. He writes God's laws on our hearts and he gives us the ability to keep them. God's commands bring wisdom. And wisdom, according to Proverbs 7 verse 4, should be our intimate friend. They bring insight according to verse 4. And they what do they do? They keep us out of trouble. And this is the same thing that we that we talked about on Friday when we were talking about the temptation that we all face right at some point in our life everybody faces temptation some of you are walking that line right now some of you are being are tempted right now not to parent your children because it's easier let's just be honest to let them do what they want but the bible teaches us that it is the responsibility of parents to train up their children right that's what the bible says train up your children in the way that they'll should go and when they're old they won't depart from it this is not a promise it's a proverb a generality So your children have free choice, right? They have free will. They could choose to walk away from God and they can choose to abandon the things that you've taught them. But at the end of the day, the Bible says the odds are gonna be in your favor if you'll do what God said and train your children up in the ways of the Lord. That's difficult. That's teaching your children to walk in the boundary. And frankly, you're walking in the boundary too, right? But that's what God says is honoring to him. And that's what he says to do. And so as we think about those, boundaries and the pleasantness that's found inside the boundary. You guys, I, I often think of the pleasantness that's inside the boundary of marriage and how we can enjoy that relationship, the marriage relationship to the full inside of the boundaries that God has set for us, right? We have a fullness of emotional relationship and the beauty of that, we have the fullness of the sexual relationship and the beauty of that inside the boundary which God has given us. And this is where we can enjoy that relationship to the full. And that's what we want to do. So I appreciate you guys writing in and hearing back from you. We hear, we hear all the time from you over at Mailbox Monday. We really appreciate it. I want to remind you guys, if you've not left reviews for the podcast, please do so. We really want you guys to do that. You can find out more about what I'm doing at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday is how you leave questions for us and how you can er interact with us. If you're curious about what I'm doing uh, for Congress and how you can support me there, you can go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. All right, today's the day that I answer your questions. I'm trying to do it more because I'm trying to catch up, you guys. I'm backlogged, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest, This, this came in from Emily. She said, hi, Heidi. My husband and I were last minute pandemic schoolers. Once Ohio mandated masks for children grades K through 12, our children are 17, 7, 5, 3, and 1. My 17-year-old continued public school and we homeschooled our seven-year-old daughter. It felt like pure chaos, no structure, defiant kids, mad at the stupid virus, quote, that turned their little worlds upside down without warning. We made the decision to send our daughter back in January because I felt like I was failing her and she was missing social interaction due to everything being closed or heavily restricted. It is a decision that I regret daily. I hear God loud and clear telling me that our decision to homeschool was the right choice and I need to continue. And so our plan is to start homeschooling next year and continue for all four of our youngest. Some days I panic and I start to doubt myself and whether or not I can make it work. You know what, that's exactly how I feel running for Congress, Emily, welcome. Just because God asks you to do something doesn't mean you're not gonna have moments of panic and moments of doubt and even moments of fear, right? And so I want you to feel like that's actually normal that you're feeling that way. Emily went on to say, your podcast has been a huge blessing in my life, especially when it comes to your experiences and heart for homeschooling. Thank you for being an encouraging force in my life, reminding me to keep listening to God's voice and stand my ground, especially when it's hard or scary. And motherhood is so, so scary. Yes, you know what, Emily? I think people who don't realize how scary it is don't get it. They just don't get it. And can I encourage you, your worst day homeschooling is gonna be your gonna be better than your child's best day in the public indoctrination system known as the public school where they're teaching their children to hate each other based on the color of their skin. You guys, this is actually, ha- it's amazing to me. We had moved so far away from racism now. Here we're right back, our- we're back at it again. Reparations, critical race theory, black lives matter, which by the way, black lives don't care about all black lives, only the ones that, that, that uh, align with their political ideology. If you're black and unborn, they just as soon kill you. And that's the truth. And when you guys think about what's happening in the public schools, and Emily, this is lean in, sweet mama, because with a seven, five, three, and one year old, you've got a lot of time left ahead of you to just soak in the blessing that is family, and it really does go by quickly. It really does, and you can do it. And so, you know, if 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 I was you, I just go over to, I'd go to the public school today and be like, "We're done. Take her out." There are lots and lots of, of places and lots and lots of people who can help you make sure that your children are in community and they don't have to have masks on their faces. Uh, it's criminal. It is criminal what uh, these governors, you know, they keep extending the, the emergency orders to these governors who just love their authority. And I'm watching people still in the stores you know, we don't we don't even meet the numbers for quote pandemic anymore and they're still freaking everybody out like we're all gonna die and it's wrong and it's criminal. And I'm glad you're taking your kids out of the system because that's the only chance they're gonna have to actually think for themselves. Jackie from Levine, Arizona wrote, Heidi, you've really inspired and encouraged me in the last year to get serious about being involved in local politics, despite my loathing of them. You know what? Everybody who loathes politics to just get involved in politics, that's what needs to happen. I want to run for local office but I have no idea where to begin. Can you steer me in the right direction? Yes, I can. So, I'm always telling parents, you know, what is it that just breaks your heart? What motivates you? What is it that you you look at, you know, this particular thing happening and you just think, "Uh, why is no one doing something?" That's where you start. So, if you're frustrated about what's happening in the public school, um I would be checking out who's on your school board, see about running for school board. They, we need people of wisdom who actually care about our kids to get on these boards. Why do we have drag queens in our libraries? Because we do not We do not have principled people sitting on the library boards. That's exactly what it is. Why are we having, you know, to uh, listen to these crazy things? So interesting, you know, you guys write to me. And so I, I read your stories and accounts of what's happening in your communities. And every once in a while, I, I'll hear from people say, well, you know, you talk about the stuff that's happening in Portland and, and, uh, in Seattle, and and that's not happening here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I guarantee you that it was happening in Portland and Seattle before we ever heard about it, and so we just didn't think it was happening. We thought, no, they're not gonna do that here. Oh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. I'm so proud of Melissa Crabtree, my assistant and dear friend and sister, who has founded the Enid Freedom Fighters in Enid, Oklahoma, and those guys are off the bench. I mean, Melissa, man, she got off the bench, chopped up the bench and turned it into firewood. (laughs) And you guys are doing that. I really love it. I really, really love it. All right, listener from California who wants to remain anonymous. She says, hi, Heidi. My in-laws have sadly taken a progressive Christian route and I'm struggling with knowing the balance between honoring my husband's parents and protecting our three younger children from their unbiblical views. My two older kids have communicated their confusion about how their grandparents can be Christians and also pro-choice among other issues. Any guidance on this difficult situation would be appreciated. Thank you for your strong voice of biblical truth and common sense. All right, this is a tough one and it's happening more and more and more, but your responsibility is to protect the hearts and minds of your children. That is more important than whether or not your kids are in relationship with your in-laws. And that's the truth. And, uh, and so I guess, I mean, not knowing your situation. I mean, if you guys are just, you know, you just see them every once in a while, or you see them at Christmas and Thanksgiving, I wouldn't be so worried about it. But if you're in relationship with them every day, it might come to the point where you have to talk to your in-laws and say, we need you not to talk to our children anymore about your religious beliefs because they're not, they're not honoring God. You cannot be a Christian and be pro-choice. I'm so sorry. It's, it's antithetical to everything the gospel represents. And so when people tell me I'm a pro-choice Christian, I say, well, you pick one, you're either one or the other, but you're not both. And uh, it's difficult, right? We, we talked about this a couple of days ago, right? You can tell a, a tree bites fruit. And so I would be praying with your husband. You guys need to be on the same page about this stuff, obviously. So be praying with him and ask the Lord for wisdom But your responsibility is to, you are absolutely right. It is to protect your three young young children from unbiblical views. That's your job. That is the job of a Christian parent. All right, Amy from Michigan. Hi, Amy. How do you know when your family is complete? We have three children and a miscarriage caused us to have a vasectomy. Now we feel the pull to get it reversed. Is this crazy? Listen, Amy, I never talk people out of having babies. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children that are born to a man when he's young, born to a family. And my husband, you know, we've had, we've I think we've done podcasts on this before. <laughs> he always used to say, if it ain't broke, don't break it. <laughs> now, I'm not saying, you know, just reckless abandon, just have as many kids as your, as your body will uh, allow you to have. I have some pretty strong feelings on that, but I know that God gave us uh, a brain and we should use it. But I'm telling you what, if you feel that little tug on your heart, Amy, listen, there's only, there's a small window of time in which you can have children and having seven children, Jay and I lost a baby in between our third and our fourth uh, pregnancies. And it really taught us the value of, and the, and the preciousness and the brevity and the fragility of human life. And it really is precious. And so I, I can't tell you, this is a, a thus saith the Lord. But uh, I can tell you that having seven children was one of the best things that my husband and I ever did, and that's the truth. So uh, lean in, lean into that truth. If you're feeling like this might be something God's asking you to do, there's a good chance that God's asking you to do it. All right. That was a wonderful question. Last question today. I'll try to do this one really quick. Heidi, I listened to your answer about not compromising to the temperature checks for the homeschool mom, but I cringed when you said you would compromise for airplane rides. Okay, so. Like I told you guys before, I have to go to work. <laughs> so I, I lost a whole year's worth of income and uh, that actually hurt. And I know some of you are listening to this and you can relate to that and you're, and you're right along with me and others of you are like, I can't believe you compromised. So do I like it? No, I'm doing everything I can to speak out against it. Everything I can to say, I think it's garbage. The masks are garbage. This whole thing, you guys, it's ridiculous on its face. But I have to go to work. That's my answer. And a lot of people have written into me, and they've said, well, "I have to go to work," and I've said, "Go to work," right? So she, this this uh, listener, goes on to say, "The scripture clearly says not to make ourselves slaves to man. Historically, masks have been used for that very purpose." My greater concern is that compromising here would lead to far worse. Citizens scan for vaccinations, possibly than the mark. This is a non-negotiable in my book and I'm confused as to why you turn from your original stance on flying. Quite disappointing, especially since you bought an RV. All right, so I'm sorry that you're disappointed in me. I explained before that my children, my three younger children are all in a play. And the reason that we are not, the reason I'm flying is because my kids wanted to be in a production of Robin Hood. And all of their rehearsals, unfortunately for me, Land on days when I'm traveling to speak. So they rehearse on Thursdays and then they have the play itself is on Fridays and Saturdays. And so my compromise, as you call it, was what I thought was in the best interest of my children, one who's graduating from high school this year and wanted to be in the play. And so after sitting down with our kids, all of them, all three of the ones who were involved at least, and praying as a family my husband and I decided we would take one for the team and fly so that my kids could be in the play. And that's why we did it. That's why we did it. And so uh, we're gonna be using the camper a lot this summer, actually, because we're gonna be cruising around Washington State meeting people in Washington's third congressional district where I am running for Congress. And so we're still gonna get a lot of use out of that. And actually we'll be taking the RV after summer graduates from our homeschool on the 15th of May, our family is driving then for the most of the rest of the season. So we'll be driving to Florida. You guys are going to see us there and uh, all over the place. But I, I, to me, not going to a homeschool co-op because of a temperature check is very different than me flying to go to work. And I think we ha- we have to be reasonable at some point. I've told you guys my disappointment with I mean, look at the ridiculousness of Delta Airlines. You know, they're coming down on Georgia for wanting to require voter ID laws, and yet they require voter ID to get on their planes. Delta's, all the airlines are requiring masks. They're right here in Washington State right now, the big reader boards, the big propaganda signs around here. They all say, even if you've had the COVID vaccine, mask up. Oh, okay. You guys know that the that the um, complaint rate for vaccine injuries has skyrocketed? since we've since we've done this. So I have all kinds of issues, but I'm not gonna be ashamed into not going to work. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit, you know, especially when you said you're disappointed in me. I'm sorry you're disappointed, but I, I'm trying to provide for my family. This is what we do for work. I know a lot of people feel that way. There's a lot of people going to work right now in the post office and at the grocery store and in restaurants who are wearing masks because they have to go to work. It's a terrible place to be. It's actually really terrible. It, there's a wickedness behind this that is palpable and I hope you guys are praying that it ends soon and that God has mercy on our country, but turning on each other, not gonna be the answer, okay? We need, we need to be discerning and we need to be wise and we're, that's what Jesus calls us to be, right? Gentle is a serpent and wise is a dove. So I'd encourage you guys, along those lines. All right, that's it. I'm out of time for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and for submitting your questions. You can submit questions to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You guys love your families well. Stay within the boundaries that God has given you. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect and love your husbands. You guys enjoy marriage. Enjoy it in all of its beautiful aspects. Uh, I'm telling you what, you will never be sorry that you said yes to God's good idea for marriage and yes to the boundaries that God has given you. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Enjoy, enjoy your family. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.